Good afternoon, folks. This is Jonas Brasco, and this is the Fighting Game Banter Podcast. Here, we dive into the world of fighting games and talk about the development, growth, and the FGC. Welcome, welcome. This is the Fighting Game Banter Podcast, and I'm your host, Jonas Brasco. Here, we dive into the world of fighting games and talk about the development and growth of not just the games, but also the community, also known as the FGC. While we're here, we'll talk about the games, we'll talk about some of the players, but mainly it's about the culture that surrounds them as well. So please, if you're interested, stay tuned. For those who do not know or pay attention to my streams or anything along that nature, my name is Jonas Brasco. This is the first episode of the Fighting Game Banter Podcast. The focus here is we dive into the world of fighting games, talk about the development, the growth of just not just the fighting games themselves, but the community that surrounds them, also known as the FGC. We're making our start here because the Game Awards are going to start in a few days. And the fighting game category has been a point of contention over the last couple of years. Last year, and specifically with renaming the category from Best Fighting Game to Best Fighting, along with having like your first not really fighting game beat em up that got made it in with Sifu, and the winner being Multiverse, which was not even a completed fighting game. This is not talking about platformers versus traditional fighters. It's like the game itself wasn't completed. It was the beta, and it had still won. But we're not going to get too much into that, because this year we do have five actual fighting games. Unless there's some that got snubbed. So that's what we're here. That's the first thing we're going to talk about is who exactly got snubbed from the awards. Now, granted, I know people say it's a popularity contest or it's like a industry contest. Like your fighting game has to be in the industry, playing with industry players, regardless of the fact that it could be an independent game and it still not make it. And that's exactly what happened with these two games. Yet both of them have shown that they are they're worthy in their own rights. So let's check out the ones who got snubbed. And as you can easily see, both of these games were were released this year. Your move is only hustle or Yomi Hustle to simplify it was released on the 2nd of February. It is the 41st ranked game and Steam Database's top 250 rated games of 2023. Now we know that some of these games are on console as well, but for the sake of the fact that one game in particular, Pocket Bravery, is only released on Steam, and while it will have a console release later, it's not currently on console, we will be looking at Steam figures only. While on the other hand, Idle Showdown has a 141 Steam database rating. Now yes, Idle Showdown is a fan game, and it does not have the backing of the character. Well, actually, it does have the backing but it is not officially associated with any of the Hololive VTubers. It is a fan game. It is free. Your move is only hustle. It's $5. Both of these games are over 90% positive ratings. None of the nominees can say that. And it's not like they're not people playing the games either. You go on Steam, you type them in. Well, sorry, not even just Steam, but you go on Twitch. You will see people streaming at this time. Your move is only hustle and idle showdown. And one of the nominees, their game literally just got released a few weeks ago. And that's Nickelodeon All-Star Battle 2. So it's not like these games haven't been around long enough to make the argument. 
your move is only hustled like i said it's february 2nd that's before the release of god of rock which was april 18th and idol showdown was released on may 5th you're talking like literally three weeks afterwards so it's not like there isn't precedence for either of these games to make it they definitely had a shot i'm i can't really say much on how it went down but yeah look they may not be here but if you do get a chance definitely play the games your move yomi hustle is great idol showdown hey it has roll black netcode it has private lobbies it has a great kind of story adventure type mode going it gives a lot of features for a free fighting game so what is not triple a title god of rock yes it does have polish but it uses ddr controls with the arrows and yet you can't play i mean and you could probably play it with a ddr metal pad but with the lack of songs like this would have been a better idea if like konami had done it and you can actually have that bimani library and konami library to work with but we'll talk about other games that aren't on the main show later and hopefully with the fact that with mk and street fighter on here we will actually have the awards will actually show up on the show and not just something that's announced because let's face it this is what people want to know about this is what people want to see will it be mk1 or will it be street fighter 6 now to make it plain and simple let's go to the tale of the tape because there is a tale there's some interesting facts here when you have NetherRealm slash, now you have to say NetherRealm slash Warner Brothers games or WB games. You just can't say NetherRealm by itself anymore. But, I mean, this is the 10th Game Awards and they're going, I mean, literally five for fighting. I'm not going to make too much of a joke on that. While Capcom has, you know, their one win was in 2016 was Street Fighter V Vanilla. Now let's keep that in mind. Not Championship Edition, which lost out in 2020 to MK11 Ultimate Edition. Now, while NK11 didn't win itself, which is the, actually the only loss NetherRealm WB has had in the category, it was the Smash. And Capcom themselves have also lost the Smash. They lost in the first Game Awards in 2014. They would, at that time, it was Ultimate Street Fighter 4, and they lost to Smash Wii U. So there is a, sadly, there is a precedence for that, but it's not like either, neither games have beaten Nintendo games because that has happened. Injustice beat ARMS in 2017, and of course you saw that Street Fighter win, that was over Pokemon Tournament. So even if Capcom just gets this one, then they'll go ahead of like your one shots, your Guilty Gear Strives, and your Dragon Ball Fighters, because that's, that's the story. That is literally the story of this category. It is Smash's 1-2, NetherRealm Warner Brothers has won four, Street Fighters got one, Dragon Ball and Guilty Gear have the other ones. And that is it. And the thing is, they can, we're not just talking Mortal Kombat winning it this year, but it'll then be debated if it's possible for Multiverse released as a full game could win it in 2024. So it's very possible that it could be two or three straight depending on what happens on the seven now the one other thing because there's two because mortal kombat and street fighter are up for some other awards as well both mk1 and street fighter 6 are nominated for the innovation and accessibility award and for some people who have been talking about this previously best multiplayer which was very very iffy at the golden joysticks awards with mk1 winning and they don't have a lobby system or crossplay. Well, if nothing else, the Game Awards had said, nah, that's not happening again. What is going to happen 
is Street Fighter Six will get that. And so they're the nomination. So even just with even with just that, you know, Street Fighter can get possibly three awards on the seven. So that's going to be something that's interesting and to keep an eye out on. Nonetheless, it should be a very, very interesting match. I hope that I don't have a dog in this race. And I'm sorry, I shouldn't say dog. I mean, I don't, I don't really have anyone that I am cheering for in this. Voting is available right now. And oh yeah, I forgot to mention MK1 and Street Fighter 6 were the only fighting games that you could pick in the player's voice category. That's it. The other nominees, not there. But the other nominees have a very interesting claim to frame for this one. All three of these games were from developers outside of the United States and Japan, which is the first time that has ever happened. And I think that's amazing. While they may not be AAA titles, you still have to give props to the studios that did develop them. You know, your first one, God of Rock, which you can't blame Modus Studios Brazil. I'm saying that specifically because even though it will be presented by Modus, Modus is a publisher. They aren't the ones making the game. Them Fighting Herds is not made by Modus. It's made by Main 6. Modus is just a distributor. While Statera Studio, they're making the game, they're distributing the game, and that's wonderful. In fact, one thing about Modus before I forget, for the European version of Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 1, they were the distributor. So yeah, if you have a European version of the original All-Star Brawl, you're going to see a Modus tag on the bottom. Doesn't mean they had anything to do with the game other than publishing it. So that's why I'm not really giving props to them as much as the studio who created God of Raw. Pocket Bravery, that's the game on this on this side I've put the most time in. I've put over 60 hours into Pocket Bravery. The game is solid. The story is great. It really is just the netcode. It's the netcode and the bugginess there. But once that's once that's cured, I mean, they have DLC coming. It's engaging. It is a love letter to fighting games, especially with all the colors and stuff you can choose. I don't see why anyone would not give this game a try in the future once they correct all their issues. Um, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl 2. I played the first one and this one just came out, so I have not really had a chance to play it. But this is out actually out of Fair Play Labs, San Jose, Costa Rica. They're the ones who developed the first game as well. So definitely props to them. The game looks great. It's not my thing. It's in comparison to the platformers and I'm basing it off the first one. But it is still a fun game. And they had a big sale over the, the Thanksgiving slash Black Friday kind of holiday that happened with like 30% off. So in that aspect, I hope that they get some momentum the DLC should be interesting to see. And I don't know. We'll, we will see if it can compete as a platform fighter. That is what's being covered as far as the nominees. The question now what lies is what's going to be next. And I'm not just talking 2024 because, yes, that is important. We are also going to be talking about, you know, what to look forward to at the awards themselves, the trailers. The Steve Fox trailer just dropped in Tekken 8 not that long ago, as far as this, uh, the time of this recording, which is the 1st of December. What's going to make this interesting with that is would Tekken drop another character trailer that quickly? Street Fighter 6 and Ed Image, hopefully will we see a full trailer of that? There were crowdfunded fighting games that are supposed to come out previously or they're supposed to come out next year. Blazing Strike. Umbral Core, we may get a wild card shot out of them. But the two things that I know people are looking forward to, they want to know about, 
They want to know about Project L and they want to know about Multiverse. You know, when those two are coming back, if there's going to, you know, Project L, it's like, hey, is there going to be a beta test? Is there going to be, you know, are you getting this more character information? With Multiverse, what's the date of release? All the stuff that we paid for, is that going to still be there? Or are we going to have to pay for it again? And of course, Tekken 8, it's Tekken 8. And they can actually win an award this year as it's nominated for most anticipated game, which I think is wonderful. I'm not a Tekken player, but at the same time, I can't ignore the hype. The hype around it is good. And I think it will be interesting to see what happens moving forward with Tekken. Yeah, that is really it for 2024. It's going to be interesting with Multiverse if it's going to be like Multiverse final release or the next thing you know, because it has an FR at the name or something like that. And they're going to be like, it's a completely new game and it'll be nominated for 2024. And then NetherRealm Warner Brothers games could possibly win three in a row. It would be funny. Well, for some people, it'd be funny. I wouldn't think so for me, but that's because at the same time last year I was playing King of Fighters and I was playing DNF Duel. Both of those were on there, but sadly neither of those games came out blazing against Multiverse from being a beta. So that's kind of on them. Even though if you played Multiverse, it literally said it was a beta. But beyond that, that's going to be it for the podcast. I am going to stop the recording part of it but I am still going to stay on stream for people who want to have questions and things along that nature. We do have a podcast link, which I will share next episode. And I'll go ahead and tell you right now, that'll be two weeks from now. It's going to be focused on not necessarily these other games, but where the games come from. Because this isn't the first time that fighting games come out of countries that aren't from the US or Japan or from Europe. So are we ignoring these developers because of where they're located? Or do we just think that they can't give you AAA games? Or the fact that, you know, people are enjoying them and maybe it just is the fact that they're not part of the major game industry. Because I can go ahead and sit here and say, I enjoy Pocket Braver. I thought All-Star Brawl was fine. There are better platforms out there, but I thought it was fine. God of Rock I get the concept. I do get the concept of God of Rock. It's just the fact that there were games that are that are better or that did it better. You can make the argument back in the 2010s. Rhythm of Fighters mobile game by SNK. They did it. You can even go back to the 1990s with the Busta Move, Busta Groove series or Dance Summit if you're in Japan. Like these were games that you had the arrows. You were dancing and you could do attacks onto your opponent. This has been done. And that's the sad thing. It's just it's not. It wasn't really well executed. And I'm sad that that happened. Because I think God of Rock as a concept was fine. But it really should have been a dance battle. It should not have been actually fighting each against each other. Because it looks like janky Dragon Ball fighters. Like when they come together and they go like da 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 da, like that's what it is, but it's slow. It is very very slow and stiff, and that's what I find sad because the concept in itself is fine, but they also needed more songs. And they if they had more songs, they didn't advertise that they had more songs. But I digress. I don't wanna. I don't wanna feel like I'm crapping on God of Rock. Because 
despite one game that I did not mention, could have been nominated, which was Omen of Sorrow. And yes, I know that the game originally came out in 2018. However, they kind of did a Virtual Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown with the version they released in March, where they added some, they added new features, new story, new cinematics. Plus, they made the game full crossplay. Even you can even play the Epic Store version against the PlayStation version of Omen of Sorrow. It's just Omen of Sorrow is also very very stiff. And not as polished as God of Rock. So yes, while it would have been eligible, I couldn't see that replacing anyone in there. While Idol Showdown, and I'm going back to the snubbed because Idol Showdown, I think should have also possibly been the game that would have made it. I think Idol Showdown showed, you know, that you didn't need a great budget. It had characters well established, but that helped with its pace. At this game's peak, there were over 10,000 people playing it. That's not something Pocket Bravery, God of Rock, or All-Star Brawl can say. Now, I know All-Star Brawl is new, but it's at its best. I've only seen it peak at about 3,400. And that's not even, and that's like technically slightly better than your move is only hustle. And I really, really hope that in the future, they'll consider games like Idol Showdown because... Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't fit the industry standard, but at the same time, it's easily one of if not I won't say the best fighting game of 2023, but one of the best presented. And if you actually put that in the category, if it actually had the nomination, it could probably win. I think that's the sad thing is that it would not be so hard for a bunch of Hollow Live VTubers to lobby people to vote for Idol Showdown to win best fighting and don't get me wrong i'm not saying idol showdown was perfect it definitely had bugs it definitely had some content issue content issues but it still tried to offer a good fighting game experience for the cost which was nothing to the consumer there is something else that i guess should keep in mind especially with these other three games versus mortal kombat and street fighter 6 which is relevance and that's, I think, the main reason no one's going to vote for any of these three games is that in the grand scheme of things, all three of them are not relevant to the current fighting game community. Now, Pocket Bravery has actually just announced that they are having their first tournament in the United States. So that will be interesting to see. But an All-Star Brawl, I'm sure there will be people who pick up on that, especially with some of Nintendo's community guidelines for Smash and other Nintendo game tournaments. God of Rock, I have never seen any tournaments for. So I can't sit here and pretend like that it's going to be a great tournament game. I can't pretend like it is going to... I'm trying to think of the best way I can describe it. I don't see how God of Rock can be viable. I guess that's the thing. The nominations is good for them. It'll bring out some curiosity for the game. Beyond that, I'm not seeing the appeal. I don't see the appeal. I've never seen the relevance. And that's kind of sad because the game does have polish. The game does have polish. The music isn't bad. It's just not something you want to hear over and over again. And this will be edited in audio. I can definitely say that. But... The recording of this podcast is going to stop at this time. So I want to say thank you for that. 
I'm going to be right back so I can stop the recording, but I am going to come back and talk with anyone about some of the things that have happened. And this will be off podcast. But when I do return, if anyone does have any comments or anything, it will be mentioned in the next podcast. So I'm going to stop the recording. I will be right back. Thank you for joining me for the first ever Fighting Game Banter podcast with Joe Nespresso. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Fighting Game Banter Podcast. Any inquiries for guests, questions can be reached at my email address, which is jonasbrasco at gmail.com. This podcast can be listened to on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, and even TuneIn. For anything else, feel free to email me and also check my social media which is at Jonas Brasco on x slash twitter call it what you will thanks again for listening and have a good day